very being. And it comes out of our mouth like a two-edged sword. It comes out of our mouth like a fire that devours everything going on around us. It comes out of our mouth like a hammer which breaks the rocks into pieces. Truly, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. And Father, I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And he gets all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to go back over membership. And I'll go back over everything we went over before and just add um, some more to it. Um, I talked about uh, a universal church and a local church. And we know a universal church is... um, dealing with all believers everywhere. That's a universal church. A local church is a church within your area that you have become a member of. That's what a local church is, meaning that you are part of a local church in a particular area. And like we said before, there are a lot of churches in this area, and um, people are choosing which church they want to go to in that area. And we identify these churches by the names that are given to these churches so people know the name of the churches that's in Pender County. Because if everybody go on um, the Lord's church and every name is the Lord's church, they wouldn't know which church to go to as the Lord's church. So every church has to be identified. But we are the body of Christ. Even though we are in local churches, all of us belong to the body of Christ but we have chose to be a member of a local church. Um, I gave you scriptures last week um, dealing with that, but I want to go back over again um, what the definition of is church of church membership. It means to be a member of Christ's body belonging to a local church. Church membership is to be a member of Christ's body belonging to a local church meaning that all of us are part of the body of Christ. We are members of the body of Christ. So that is your first position as being a member of the body of Christ. And we are the church. Church is not this building. We are the church. We are believers of Jesus Christ. This building is what we come into to worship the Lord, to worship God, and to fellowship. But remember, we say church or whatever because we use that. But remember, we are the church. So if you say church, people know exactly what you're talking about. But know that you are the body of Christ. You are a believer, which is the church. So I'm going to go back over these scriptures here when I say that um, membership is being a member of the body of Christ and belonging to a local church. You can look at Ephesians 5, verse 29 through 30. It says, for no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourished and cherished it, even as the Lord, the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh and of his bones. So all of us are members of his body. And 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12 through 14, I didn't give you that last time, but I added it. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12 through 14, and I'm reading the expanded Bible. It says... A person's body is one thing, a unity one, but it has many parts. Though there are many parts to a body, all those parts make only one body. Christ is like that also. Some of us are Jews, some of us are Greeks, some of us are slaves, and some are free. 
but we were all baptized into one body through by in one spirit and we all make to share in drink of one spirit for the human body is not made up of one part but of many so paul used the human body to let us know that our body is made up of many parts the human body and just like the body of christ it's made up of many members but it only represent one body and that's the body of jesus christ so we are members of one body of jesus christ and we're part of a local church so we belong to a local church so remember when you look at membership it is just like um people um and i'm gonna go into another word that you hear more often and it'll put all of it together some people say i have joined a church or i have become a member of a church so let's talk about what it means to join a church when you join a church it's just like cement it's just like glue it means that you are stuck together you're becoming one you're doing the same thing that they are doing so when you join a place that means you're becoming one with that place it's just like being stuck together as one this is why the bible says in first corinthians six seventeen, but he that is joined unto the lord is one spirit with him we're one spirit um, with Christ because we're joined unto the Lord it's like you cleaving to that person you just read up on that person like cement it's like you're stuck together so when someone say I have joined the church they don't even understand what they are saying how do I know that because people say they join somewhere and they don't even show up people say they are members of somewhere and they don't even show up people say I belong to Miracle Temple but they're everywhere else they're, you know, they go into uh, churches and say, well, I ain't quite settled yet. I'm going to see which one best fits me. And you're not going to find the best fit, first of all, until you're in your word and you know the order of God. You know God's order. So that's what we've been teaching, God's order, God's way of doing things. So I, I gave you scriptures to verify that in the word of God, you don't find membership. But you do find scriptures that let you know that this has actually happened in the word of God to define membership. Now, remember, we started um, with uh, the church at Jerusalem. And we know how that church got started at Jerusalem when Jesus told them, first of all, in Luke, the 24th chapter, he was telling them, then I want you to go to the upper room. Um, in Jerusalem and wait until the day of Pentecost so all of it began in Jerusalem when they went there or before they went there Jesus taught them on kingdom principles before he went to be with the father after that he gave them the same instructions to wait from the prompt for the promise of the father and they went on one accord now understand this it was 120 of them and they were on one accord that means they were joined together they were believing the same thing they got the same thing from jesus they were followers of christ they were disciples and then they were made apostles so all of them got the same teaching up under the same um 
um, Lord, which was Jesus Christ. So he told them, he gave them instructions, the ones that followed him, the ones that watched all his miracles. There were a lot of people around him. They saw his miracles. But Jesus had some that was in training with him that he had chose. Why? Because he wanted the foundation that he had laid to go on with the ones that he had chosen so they can go out and make other disciples based on what they had learned from him. They had to stay up under Jesus. They couldn't go over there with those sects, the Pharisees and the Sadducees or the scribes and all of that. They had to stay up under Jesus' teaching. Remember when it started out, there were disciples of John, but they were up under John's teaching. But John knew he was not going to be here. John knew that he was just preparing the way for Jesus Christ. So we need to know some of John's disciples end up following who? Jesus Christ. He said, I must decrease so he can increase. So Paul knew that, no, John knew his time was about up. So they end up being followers of Jesus Christ. When he had completed what God wanted him to complete, there was no competition. So Jesus had the people following him following Christ, and he was teaching them. They were learners of Christ, and as they got taught, then they would be able to teach others. They were laying the foundation of what Jesus taught them, and we know the foundation is who? Jesus Christ. We don't build on anything else except the foundation of Jesus Christ. So Jesus had to have someone to build upon what was already laid. So those apostles, they were the what? We call the apostles the architects. So when he took them and he trained them, he said, now what I have given you, I want you to go out and I want you to give others. So when he began to do all of these things with these apostles, he knew. Now I want y'all to check this out. It's too many people trying to start churches and don't um, go on the order the way that God would have things to be. First of all, people are starting churches and with no power is not following God's order and got people gathered together in their name and not in the name of Jesus Christ. So when you see things out of order like that, you don't need to be a part of that because that's not the way that God intended for it to be. So the first thing they had to do was follow his instructions. He knew you cannot go out and minister effectually the way that you need to minister until you are endued with power from on high. He said, then you will be an effectual witness for me in these areas. So first of all, they had to be endued with power, but it had to be the ones that were with Jesus, that got taught by Jesus. They were up under him, his teaching. And all of them was on one accord and in one place, the place that he told them to go. And y'all know what happened. The fire of God come down. They began to speak in tongues. And as they began to speak in tongues, they were speaking the languages of the ones that come out on the day of Pentecost because that was the, the feast and the time that they were supposed to come out. And they began to hear them praising God in their language. So this opened a door for um, Jesus to come in through those apostles by them being obedient to what he said. After that happened, what did Peter begin to do? He began to preach Christ. He began to preach the kingdom. Now I'm getting ready to get started. Y'all following me? Okay, isn't this good? It's so good when you get a lot of understanding and you can explain it to people. So we see in Acts, and I'm, I'm establishing how there are local churches. The first church was set up 
in Acts. And after Peter began to talk about Jesus, to talk about the kingdom, in Acts 2.41 it says, Then those people who accepted what Peter said were baptized. About 3,000 people, souls were added to the number of believers that day. How many believers started out? 120. After Peter began to preach concerning Jesus, how many was added? 3,000. So see how the number began to increase? They began to join. I want y'all to understand. I'm talking about joining. They began to become a part of what those apostles was teaching, what they were proclaiming, what they were declaring. They became a part of that. So this is how it worked. I know everybody um, on jobs or whoever's not on a job, you still are joined to something. You have become a member of something, and maybe you don't even realize it. When you go on your job, the first thing you do before you even go on the job, you fill out an application. But before you even fill out that application, I don't know about y'all, somebody have to tell you about that job. Is that not right? And based on them telling you about that job, some of y'all don't even look at the requirements. You just look at how much they're paying if they're paying $20 an hour, you don't care what you got to do as long as you get paid $20 an hour. That is just not right, and y'all know it. Y'all looking for money, 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 but you ain't looking at what you got to do for that money because your eyes is on the dollar instead of looking at what that company represents. Y'all, I'm going to help you with the word. You got to look at what they represent. You got to look at their reputation before you go join because this is what you're saying. I want to join myself to this company. I want to be a part of what they're doing. Now, if you didn't really check that company out or what they were doing, if they get busted with something, you're going to get busted too because you are part of that company that you joined. The way they act is the way people are going to say you're going to be acting because you took a part of what they're doing. So this is why, that's what join mean. It means that I'm going to stick to you like glue. I'm going to be a part of what you do, and what you do is what I'm going to do. So you don't just go into churches and because they're falling out, because they're running around, and because it seems like it's freer than thou, that you say, oh, I'm a join. You don't do that. You want to know their doctrine. You want to know what they're about. You want to know what they believe, and you want to make sure it's lining up with what God has already said. Amen. Some people are too quick to join up to something, and then later on they get mad when it's not like they thought it was going to be. Can I have an amen? amen? This is what's happening. So this is what happened when Peter began to decree and declare, you know, about Jesus Christ and what Jesus done. These people's hearts were pricked. They had a deep conviction, y'all. And then that's when they say, what must we do? And 3,000 souls were added. Did Peter add them? No, he didn't. Only thing Peter did was speak truth. In today's society, in the churches, people are trying to add people to the church based on how the church look, based on what the church is doing, based on how much fun that church is having, and nobody ain't getting taught the truth. Long as I can be a part of this committee, long as my name show up, where they show up, I'm okay. This is how we do in churches. We want people to see us, hear us, and be attached to us. I don't want to sit and do nothing. I got to do something. And if a church don't see my potential, I can't be part of that church. That's wrong. Because the first thing you got to be is taught. I don't care if you come from the biggest church in the world. 
the pastor have to see where you are. The pastor have to see what you know because light and darkness don't mix. Tradition don't mix. The letter kills. The spirit gives life. You cannot mix um, law dealing with the spirit because you will crash. So this is why you just don't let people do anything until you find out where they are and what they know and they have to be taught. Everybody understand where I'm coming from? This is why we got so many differences in churches and this is what have to, what happens. You want to respect people churches. So when someone asks me to speak, Darlene normally call ahead of time and say, this is what apostle believe. And this is what apostle do according to the spirit. Are you in alignment with what God is sending her to do? If they say, no, we don't do that. No, I cannot accept that. Because I'm there to do what God tell me to do, not what man tell me to do. If I can't have freedom in the spirit to speak what God is telling me to speak, it's no point of me coming because lives are not going to be changed. It ain't about the money. It's about lives being changed and transformed. People go take these engagements just to say, I got these many engagements and the flies ain't even getting saved. They don't make no sense. So it's not about us. It's about the kingdom, y'all. It's not about how many engagements I can get or how many um, people are in a church, in the churches. It's about doing things according to the way God want them done, according to the word of God. So we see that we have established that 3,000 were added unto the church. Now, when we look at membership, some people say that ain't necessary. It's not in the Bible. Membership is dealing too. you know how you have a role. People call it a role. You got to count people in that church. That's what members do. When you have people in your church, you need to know the name of that person. You need to know things about that person because when you need to get in contact with that person or with something that's going on with that person, that person know where they belong. I'll give you another example. On your job, right, you get insurance through your job. You pay your insurance. When you go to the hospital, they want to know what kind of insurance you have, and your insurance is based on the job that you choose to um, work at, right? Everybody have a different type of insurance based on that job. It may be Blue Cross, it may be Aetna, it may be Cigna. Whatever that job offer is the insurance that you take. It may not be the insurance you want, but you take it because you're getting a big discount because of all the people that work within that place. If you didn't have a lot of people working there, your insurance would be higher than anyone else because you don't have enough people to decrease what that amount is. So they have to know who's on the job, the name of the people. They have to have your contact. So when people ask you, um, where do you work? You got to tell them where you work. You have become a part of that place, right? That's why when it comes to the house of God, when you look in the Old Testament, they were... Um, they knew that they were Israelites, but they would count the families. How many was in this group? How many was in that group? They kept account of those families. Did y'all ever read that in the Old Testament? Yeah, they had to keep account of them to know how many of um, was in um, each tribe. They had to know that number. Why? Because if somebody got missing out of a tribe, they had to say, okay, where they at? Because they could have went somewhere else and then, okay, you're not a part of this no more. This is what you have chosen, but this is where you're supposed to be. 
because you in covenant with us. This is why God always told him in the Old Testament, you cannot intermarry with people that are not in covenant with us. You don't go join people that are not a part of what we believe, y'all. That's how it's supposed to be in the church. You don't just join a church because your family has joined that church when their beliefs are not lining up with the Bible. Some of us don't check out beliefs. We check out how good the place looks. We check out how full it is. We check out how it can benefit our children, whether they can keep them while we get our praise on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I know one thing that they have that Miracle Temple don't have. They got a daycare. That's my day off. That's what people do. They look at what can benefit them. And if that benefit them, even though they're not getting the truth, come join our church. We have all of this going on and it will help you. How's that helping you when it's not sanctifying you, setting you apart in truth? And every time you you turn around, they got something going on, some kind of event to raise money. And you excited because of the event. When that event ends, your excitement died down. You go back to the same way you always been. Then they have another event, get you on a high like you on marijuana. And then after you get off of that, you want to go to crack cocaine because you saying, we ain't doing nothing like we used to. Somebody getting some help tonight? Somebody get some help tonight. So we want you to understand what it means to be a member. What it means to join a church. That means you have joined that church because you believe that's where you need to be. You have sought the Lord. You have waited on the Lord. You have searched the scriptures when the pastor is teaching or when the teachers are teaching. Or if anybody is saying anything, you making sure it's in alignment with what the word of God is saying. And then you're looking at the lifestyle. You're looking at the character. You're looking at the discipline of the church. How do they handle discipline in church? Do they let people just get away with stuff and just keep preaching? See, some of us can say no, but before before you got taught, you were doing just what they were doing, letting people get away. Hello, somebody. We can't say no too quick because some of you letting people get away now. And you're getting the teaching. You know what's right, but you choose not to mess with them because who it is. This is good. See, y'all held accountable because you know. I hear many amen. <laughs> so, we, so we see that. And then the next scripture was Acts 2.47. It says, this is what happened after they had become a part of what the apostles were doing. They, they joined with them, constantly praising God and being in favor and goodwill with all the people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were being saved from spiritual death. What does it mean by the Lord kept adding? That means as the good news, the gospel was preached concerning Jesus, concerning the kingdom, they were added to the church. We are the church. We are the believers. So they were added because they accepted the good news. And the number kept increasing because they were teaching, they were preaching, they were doing what God had sent them to do, and more people were coming in amongst them. They started out with 120, y'all. They ended up with 3,000, and as I go further in Acts 4, they ended up with 5,000. 5,000 people, because they were doing it the way that God told them to do it. 
um, I was sharing with y'all how the Lord was telling me, I said, Lord, I want to make sure that I'm doing things the way you want me to do them. I want to make sure I'm on the right track of, you know, advertising, doing whatever I need to do for the kingdom. And the Lord told me, he said, crying out in the wilderness. And he gave me the scripture with John the Baptist. He was in the wilderness, y'all. But John was preaching kingdom. He was saying, repent, have a change of heart, change of mind. The kingdom has come. The kingdom is near you. The more John began to proclaim that, people come into the wilderness to John. John didn't have to do nothing but do what God was telling him to do. So what am I saying? As long as we do what he tell us to do, God's going to send who he wants to send to be planted here. Because he knows what we have here. And so he's going to put the people here that need to be here. This is why you need to make sure that you're in the place that God wants you to be. Because if you easily uproot it, you were never meant to be here. Because you're going to have trials. You're going to have tribulations. People are going to talk about you. You're going to get mad at your brother and sister. You ain't going to like what I say sometime. You ain't going to like what somebody else say sometime. But that don't give you a reason to dismiss yourself from what you said God said. So you calling God a liar. Pastor didn't speak to me today. Matter of fact, she didn't speak to me last Sunday. Now, that's just disrespectful. I go to somebody else's church and the pastor all at the pulpit, hey, no, they want your money. That's why they're making sure you see them. They know you rejected. You got rejected all over your forehead. And the first thing that they do want to grab and hug on you, they want your money. And, and that means that when you always mumbering and complaining and always acting like a baby, you ain't grew up yet. You ain't mature in Christ because that should be past you now. If nobody speak to you, you know who you are in Christ. You know you are part of Christ's body. If nobody never say nothing to you, they didn't make that happen. He made that happen. So that's how I know people ain't grown up yet. They, they, we tell our children, you need to grow up. Well, we need to grow up in Christ. You need to quit acting like, like you are a, a little baby. You ain't no baby no more, but they hear us whining and complaining. Hello? Shall we go on? Acts 4, 4, I gave you that one. 5,000 came um, to Christ. The number grew. Acts 5, 14, it says, listen at this, y'all, amplified. More and more there were being added to the Lord those who believed, those who acknowledged Jesus as their Savior and devoted themselves to him, here go the word, joined and gathered with them. Crowds both of men and of women. I'm going to read that again. Acts 5.14. More and more there were being added to the Lord. Those who believed, those who acknowledged Jesus as their Savior and devoted themselves to him, joined and gathered with them. Crowds both of men and of women. So what did they do? They joined. They were united. They come together because they was believing the same thing. After the word of God was preached and proclaimed, they began to join that 120. The 120 went up to 3,000. Then it went up to 5,000. Then it said more and more. Acts 6, verse 7. Here it is again. And I like this one. And the message of God kept on spreading. And the number of disciples multiplied greatly in where? Jerusalem. 
And besides, a large number of the priests were obedient to the faith in Jesus as the Messiah through whom is obtained eternal salvation in the kingdom of God. Look how the message kept spreading. But then it said the number of disciples multiplied. Y'all, this is what's supposed to happen in the body of Christ. Being that you are a member of the body of Christ, you have joined yourself to um, that membership. That means that discipleship should increase. Why? Because when you join yourself to a local church, and we're going to go over this, it means that whatever you're getting taught in here is for you to go out of here and teach others. So when they don't have a place to go, you can open the door here and say, if you don't have a place of fellowship, you can come in and fellowship with us. That's what's supposed to be happening. This is how churches multiply. Y'all get it? Did anybody know that? Hello? Did anybody know that? Really? For real? Wonder what's been happening. I'm going to stop right there and let somebody answer that. Somebody give me an answer. Come, Jennifer, um, come up here with this mic and say something for me. Come up here and say what you uh, were saying. And then somebody else can come up here after her if, if she ain't explaining it quite right. Because sometimes another person might can explain to somebody better than what she's saying because they might not understand her language. So who want to be next? Anybody? Nobody don't want to move? Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody? Somebody? Anybody in here? Hello? Can somebody explain it differently? Maybe somebody didn't understand that. Can somebody just break it down? <laughs> Kim broke it down. Can anybody break it down some more? Somebody got something else? Kim Kim said something differently, didn't she? Come on, honey. I know sometimes we go to restaurants and we share people and get food. But you know, sometimes when people come have recipes, recipes, they want food and Oh, man, my honey broke it down. Does anybody want to break it? Come on, Sky. Come break it down some more, baby. Maybe they'll understand a child. Anybody else? Come on up here, baby. I think this is kind of loud because I can feel it in my hand. Well, I'm thinking of the Olympics. When she gives us the fire on the torch, we need to go out and pass it to the next person on the, on the uh, track. So pass the torch. Okay. Somebody else got one? Come on, Tisha. It's the same thing, but it's coming through a different, what? A different way. I'm going to say my mind is fear. Okay. Speaking to different people. Fear of speaking to different people. This is why we're not passing it. Okay. Anybody else? Come on, Jay. This is what I'm hearing somebody say. 
Well, if you tell them and they don't come, it ain't my fault. That's what I just heard. Well, what I'm thinking is, uh, you know, when they uh, when we explain how things are really taught and they realize that what they've been taught wasn't lined up with the word, it may touch their heart, may, you know, maybe like kind of like hit a trigger and they see that, uh, you know, they need to come, you know, somewhere where it's proper biblical teaching, where it really lines up, not just by what people say or what people's opinion, you know, because some churches, they got deacon boards. And, I mean, I've learned since I've been here, there's no such thing as a deacon board. And that's one thing that could really, like, open our eyes to let them know that, you know, every church isn't always ran the way God wants it run. Okay. I'm going to give you an example because the Lord has given me scripture. You can turn it up there. He's given me scripture on this. Y'all remember when Jesus met the woman at the well? And it was Samaritans, and they didn't suppose to socialize with those Samaritans. But Jesus began to tell them about, tell her about her life. And as he did, she said, I perceive that you a prophet. So after Jesus got through with her, she began to tell others about Jesus. And they were so excited about what she said. But when they met Jesus for themselves, they said, you know what? We're not coming because of what you said. We're coming for what we heard ourselves. But she had to say, did y'all get it? So did everybody understand what everybody was saying? When, when somebody is, I'll give you another example. When you are doing something for you, I'll say this, baby showers. How many threw a baby shower? How many had a baby shower? How did you get the word out? But you, you did more than invitations. You had to tell people, come on out. Come out. We want to do this for this person. Don't let them know. But this is what we want to do, right? And you had to have some mm in you in what you were saying. How many ever threw a party somewhere? How did you get the word out? And you out there dancing like, we're going to turn it up. Is that what you call it? What is it? Turn up. I say turn it up. Turn up. I don't know them terms. But you be doing the little moves. To get people attention. Is that not right? Somebody tell me why nobody's doing that for the house of God. Here go to Mike. Here go Kim again. Here go Jennifer be after Kim. I hate to say it, admit it, but a lot of people don't want, they don't want what we get in here because they don't want to be held accountable. Okay, and I'm going to answer that before Jennifer leaves. We can't use that for an excuse. Regardless if they don't want to be held accountable for what we get in here, the word is what pricks. So we're not the ones that say, I ain't giving it down. They ain't want what I have. Let them go and burn up and go to hell. I ain't telling them nothing else. We do that because we don't want to deal with the people. I was going to say the zeal that we should have to share because I know when it comes down to certain things, if I want to share it, I'm quick to share it. But then when it comes to something else like the word of God, I share it, but do I continue to share it? The only way I'm going to continue to share it if I stay in his word and meditate on what I received in here. And as I received it and got poofed up, on the inside and felt my baby leaping if I go home and continue to do that then it's going to spread out throughout the rest of the week okay I got another one for you if I have something 
and you have something, and you have people you know, and I have people I know, and both of us are shouting out what we have. Some people don't want to tell people what I have because it's going to affect what they get. Let me say that again. Do anybody understand what I'm saying? Somebody else come up here and break this down. Help me out. I'm not saying you didn't understand me, but I want somebody else to break down to see if anybody understands what I'm saying. Um, my understanding is, like, if I'm having an event, an apostle's having an event, I don't want to share what's going on with her because she might take my people from my event. Competition. Right. Or we can be a part of the same church. Mm. And I can have something going on in this church, and somebody in here may know what we have going on, but they know they got something, too, that they're getting ready to go on. They're going to publicize them because it's going to take money for both events. So what are you going to give to first? Yourself. And some people say, I don't want to ask for two things, so I have to just do me. Oh, I'm rooting up some stuff. Mm -hmm. Did anybody understand what I'm saying? Or we need to break it down some more. I can't do two places. So I have to choose what place I'm going to do. I'll give you an example. Sister Nice, let's act this out. I'm going to get her to help me because I had to calm Sister Nice down. And we're still talking about membership. I had to calm her down now. We ain't calling no names. Okay. I'm the visiting pastor. I come and I gave y'all a word and now... It's time to sow into a love offering into that visiting pastor, okay? Now, Jennifer, come on, Jennifer. She's the pastor of this church, okay? And Sister Denise been telling the members, come on now, y'all. We want to really appreciate the man and woman of God this year, and we want to make sure that they have what they need. Everybody knew this a whole year. I'm the visiting pastor. I give you the same word Jennifer give you. Nothing different. Same exact word, just a new face. So now, Sister Niece is holding the basket for the visiting pastor. So Sister Niece go in the office. Play office right here. Here we office. She counting the money. Now show them your face. What did Apostle say? Do y'all understand what I'm saying? It shouldn't be that way. This is how it is with churches. People don't want people to go nowhere because they're scared you're going to steal, not the people, their money. And they don't want to tell people what's going on because they think it's going to take away from their collection plate. That's what's the problem. This should not be y'all in the body of Christ. We're members of one body. Or you have people sitting in the same church, join the church, a member of the church, but don't want to tell what the pastor is teaching because it'll take away from them people pulling on them. So people say, I don't have to be a part of something if I can call you all the time. Hello, somebody. 
there's a problem. And that's because people are unlearned. It's because it's all about them. It ain't all about him. And as long as people are looking to them, then guess what? They ain't going to look to him. That's why you got to know the tactics of people. You got to know where people's hearts are. Because I have ran into some people that had said, what is your church doing? What, what, what you got going on with your church? And I say, well, you know, we got this event um, going on. This is happening in the church. And they say, huh? I just talked to so-and-so. They ain't mentioned nothing to me about what happened. I could have been done sold into that. And guess what? I end up getting the money. And they've been knowing them longer than I have. This has happened. Why is that? Why isn't where you are on your heart? See, we got that, y'all, we getting deep into what it means to join and be a member. You got to know where you stand. When my husband was a part of Four County, and Four County done something, and they were representing something, he always told them what they represent. He always told them how it worked. And as he told them how it worked, they had a choice between Duke and they had a choice between Four County. It's the way that he presented Four County based on how Duke presented themselves. And they're saying, oh, I like that better. And it, it is based on where you stay. But what I'm saying is they're saying they're getting better over there than we're getting over here. And we're paying more over here than they're paying. Because he represent that company well. Some people represent their job better than they represent Jesus. When your job has something, people telling people what their job is doing. Come on and be a part of that. When your church is doing something, it's like you got a zipper on your mouth and you don't forgot what Jesus means. Membership. I got some more. Y'all ready? Okay. So I have established that there is membership when it comes to a local church. I have established that your name is written down in a local church showing that you have joined that church because you need to know what you are part of and you need to, um, you know, have your name on that list. So guess what? When funerals occur, when you get married, your pastor know you better than anybody else. You got people right now that's dying and asking people, can they come be buried in your church? Looking for people to do their funeral because they hadn't been part of anything. And the funny thing is when people die and they put their name as a member and join the church, the first thing the family do is saying, the church going to feed us. <laughs> Hello, somebody. They look for the church. Is this not true? Church supposed to feed the family. Now, where's the church? I had a situation, and uh, the situation was I walked in on a, anyway, I don't want to call no name. I walked in, and uh, I was there because uh, I was there to support a member of our church. But the member of our church lost a family member. The family member did not go to this church, but the person was a member of this church, so that family member was a close relative. It was a mom, and the church supposed to have took care of the mom. Guess what? 
They had to end up having it here. But then they expected us to do all the food. Then said that we didn't do nothing. They did it all. Thank God I'm saved, sanctified, and filled. Because before we showed up, they had nothing together. Bless God, I had to sit there and say, dut, dut, dut. This is what we do for our member. So what are you going to add to what we could not do because that's your member? Things supposed to be done rightly. Everything don't supposed to be thrown on the church because you're a member. Matter of fact, if you don't show up for decades and something happened, pray God you get raptured. Why family coming to church and say, well, they were a member of Amanda's church. So y'all, we're going to turn over this to y'all. Excuse me, excuse me. Right now, the body can't speak, but I can speak for the body. I ain't seen them in 10 years. So ain't nothing I can help them with. Guess what? They done drug me under the bus and killed me and told everybody they've been a member and she won't even buy a box of chicken. Y'all, we're going to understand this. So let me tell you why you have to understand this. Because I shouldn't have to speak myself. When you understand what your church do, you should be able to speak all of us the same thing. That's why we're getting taught. That's why we have to be on one accord. Amen? Now, the last thing I'm going to leave with you because we got a journey. (laughs) We're going on a journey, y'all. Now, the other thing is, what qualifies you to be a member of a church? First thing is being born again. Everybody know that, right? This qualifies you to be a member of a church. And we got to understand that um, some of us could already be born again before we even join a local church. And this, we'll look at it again in Acts 2, verse 37 through 41. I'm reading out the expanded Bible. Acts 2, verse 37 through 41. When the people heard this, they felt guilty, were deeply distressed, were cut, pierced to the heart, and asked Peter and the other apostles, what shall we do, brothers, men, brothers? Peter said to them, change your heart and lives, repent, and be baptized, each one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission, for the forgiveness of your sin, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For this promise is for you, for your children, for all who are far off, both in space and time, may refer to Gentiles, Jews, scattered out the land of Israel. It is for everyone the Lord our God calls to himself. And then it says, Peter warned, testified to them with many other words, arguments. He begged, pleaded, with exhorted, urged them, save yourself from the evil of today's people, this corrupt, crooked, perverse generation. So you have to be what? Born again. They were accepting salvation because they were accepting what Peter and the other apostles brought. But then the next thing, understand everything got to be done in decency and order. They were baptized. Now we already baptized into the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit. But there is a baptism that's symbolic that happens to say that I am 
aware of the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That is symbolic. That's done to make sure everybody's on one accord. You're born again, you're baptized. We know other things happen after that. The baptism of the Holy Spirit can be offered. Guess why? So all of us can have that power from on high so we can operate in the gifts of the Spirit as the Spirit wills so we won't have everybody in the body of Christ not on one accord because you're joining to the apostles who already had all of this. So everything that Jesus laid is what they supposed to do. So let's say that a person, this is why I say that some people could already be baptized, already did the water baptism before they even come to Miracle Temple, before they came. But it's my job as a pastor to make sure they understand this so we will be on one accord. If somebody said, well, I was, I was already baptized, you know, I already went through it, then I'm going to have to go back and say, okay, were you baptized before you got saved? Yes, ma'am. I went under that water at an early age. I already done been under that water. Well, you come up another devil. So we want to make sure we on one accord so we can do this all over again the way the word tell us to do it. Amen? But understand this, y'all. Being born again and being baptized, those are the requirements to become. But let's say this. Some people in here right now, we had to baptize over again because they didn't understand the meaning of baptism. So we want to make sure everybody's on one accord. That's why we teach on all these things so everybody will be, have the same mind, be on one accord, so we are part of the same body, Jesus Christ. We're doing it the way he would have it to be done. So if you have not been baptized, have not went up under the water, the Bible do tell us to do that symbolically so we can recognize his death, burial, and resurrection. It's just letting you know that when you go under, you're buried with Christ. But when you come back up, you rose with him unto a new life in Christ Jesus. That's all it's doing is giving you that symbolically so all of us is on one accord with that. Let's say if somebody missed that, that don't mean you can't be part of the body of Christ, but we want to make sure all of us are on the same accord and we're getting the same teaching. Now, just because you're born again, you're baptized, you have the fire of God from on high, guess what? You have to develop your relationship. That's why we have the fivefold in the body of Christ. This is why we have people teaching you how to be disciples of men. You got to be taught now. You got to be taught. And even if you went somewhere else, you got to sit and be taught all over again. Because the teaching you got over there may not line up with what's over here. So we got to distinguish what's going on. Let's see why you still rebellious. Let's see why you think you need to be a leader and don't show up to church. Let's see why you think you can sing on the choir, but you go party on Saturday and, and get in church on Sunday and say hallelujah. We have to watch these things in the body of Christ, not only me as a pastor. When you're getting taught, God has given you that authority. That when somebody, your brother or sister's out of place, didn't we go over discipline? Is all of this coming together now? Thank God, because I'm getting ready to cut it off. Amen. And we will continue next Tuesday. So take what you have learned. Search the scriptures. Go back through the scriptures. And I hope y'all have understood. You got something, Jay? 
Can you come up here? You probably have to turn it back on. Well, the only thing I was uh, kind of come to mind when you were saying how, like, some pastors or churches would always worry about losing, like, congregation members because of the money. But, you know, and one thing I'm kind of aware of is, you know, some pastors, you know, they kind of, like, want to be the center of attention, too, you know, because kind of, like, want to be, like, seen, hurt, and attached and stuff like that. That's what I was saying. Okay, so Jay was bringing out another um, point that the pastor want to be the center of attention so they don't want nobody to steal their glory. So that do happen in churches. They don't want nobody to do nothing but them because they want everybody calling them. They want everybody looking up to them. Y'all, I assure you, it's not like that up in here. Once you learn to do what need to be done, hey, you, you, you know what to do. But if I see people that just want to do that and ain't participating in nothing else, you will sit there. Don't think I don't watch you. Don't think I know what fire lights you behind. Because I know. If you can't clean the bathroom, but you can come up here and say, God said, sit down, go back to the toilet. If you're so quick to come up here and preach and teach, but you can't go clean the bathroom, or you can't help out in the kitchen, or you can't wash nobody's feet, but you're willing to tell somebody what they ain't doing, you can't be used in the body of Christ. That's not how Jesus taught his disciples. He was the first one to wash the feet. He didn't tell them to wash feet first. He had to humble himself and wash their feet, and he said, do like I'm doing. Some people think when they get a title, they don't touch nobody's feet. You touch mine. Matter of fact, while you're down there, clip them old toenails too. Get in between them toes real good. Some people think that just because they got a title, they're better than anybody else. No. Everybody got a position in the body of Christ, and you don't try to be better than anybody else. It's all about him. It ain't about us. But, yeah, we do honor those that God put in place. And we're going to talk about that, too, as being a member. Has anybody learned something? Okay, somebody say they learned. I ain't going to have you to come up here, Jennifer. I'm going to have the one to come up, somebody to come up here that haven't been up here to tell me what you have learned so far tonight. Come on, Julia. Nobody just don't want to move. Wow. Well, I guess what I've learned is that, well, I'm just going to speak from my perspective, that for me is like what Tisha said, uh, why the church is not at it daily from my part is because of fear. And a lot of people that I deal with on a daily basis already have a home church and is already saved. And... Say we've been taught truth here about a certain situation, and they haven't been. And so when we're speaking on the word together, even if they wrong, I'm, I'm scared to tell them, like, that's not truth. You know, so I've learned that, you know, regardless of how the people may feel or what they may think, that we only can give them truth, and that is God's word. And... You know, like, just give them the word, and then God will do the rest, you know? Amen. Anyone else? And can ahead. I ask another question? Who started, is the repast in the Bible? 
<laughs> Y'all, I'm, I'm going to laugh. Hold, hold the mic right there, Julia. Y'all, this is funny. I'm just going to tell you that. When I used to see repass, I say, what they passing by? <laughs> Somebody had to really explain repass to me. I said, what, what's a repass? They say, it's when you go together and you eat. I said, ooh, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of things that people do where they come together and it's a helping of the family where everybody come together and that's good but everybody just don't come together they just expect the church to do what the family should be doing amen but the church should help in doing and Julie that's a good question and I'll research that because I never really thought about researching it but I will if anybody find it before I do let me know anybody else want to say what they learned tonight Manny, you got something you want to say? <laughs> I just want to comment on something. That's all. Um, I was just thinking when she was talking about, uh, you know, reaching people. And I know just like it's a lot of good things that's out here, but it's used in the wrong way. Like, for instance, like because we are on TV, a lot of people that I meet be like, man, I enjoy y'all, you know, y'all really teaching the truth. And I, I sit there and listen to y'all every Sunday, you know, but because they have that access, they don't come. You know what I mean? They can sit in their house and eat popcorn or whatever and hear the word and you're not accountable. You know, it's a difference from when you come and you join, like she's talking about joining something, you're accountable. Just like me, I'm expected to be here. People look up to me so that holds me up. I, if I fail, I might fail other people, you know. But when you're not accountable to anything, you can live how you want to live. There's no accountability. You go to church when you get ready, you know, or you can go to several churches. And just like even with uh, the Internet again, you can listen to so many people, I mean, around the world. And really, if you're not mature enough, you don't know how to discern the good from the evil. And so many people are listening to all these different pastors, which, I mean, that can be a good thing if you know who to listen to, because I I like hearing different voices, but I can discern the difference of who I need to shut off and who I need to listen to. But some people can't. And so they just sit there and scroll the net and listen to all this stuff. And then they wonder why they think differently of their own church. You know what I mean? Manny was saying and how people have access to the internet and they hear us on television. This is how we come in and handle that. That's universal. That's a universal church. And being that you're learning what a local church is, some people are ignorant to that. So you have to tell them, yes, it is good that you're hearing us and hearing what pastor is saying and what we're doing, but God wants you to be in a local church. He wants you to be part of a church so you can be accountable. So, you know, that's how we have to explain that because if we let them keep thinking that's okay, they're thinking I'm getting what you're getting and I can sit home. I'll give you an example. We got some Miracle Temple people that I'm just going to, say it flat out they're lazy they don't want to come out here on Tuesday nights so they choose to do it at home and say I'm watching it but it's a difference in being here because see people can take that internet and don't have to be here on Tuesday they can watch that on Sunday and say I heard what you said see they want to do it the way they want to do it and that's what we're going to talk about accountability and that's what helps you when you join 
a local church's accountability. Do you know what some people do? And I'm going to be honest, and I have heard this too. Y'all get taught good food up in here. I'm bragging on Jesus now because I'm only giving you what he give me. But people go watch TV and tell them what they learned from a pastor on TV and won't even tell them what they learned from this church. It is a proven. A pastor come in town that you've been looking at on TV, you go to that pastor and tell people to come with you. Hello, somebody? Come on, Julia. <laughs> I need for you to say it on the mic because we got listeners out there that's missing all of this because they choose to stay home, but they can come out here. Um, I ain't going to go there, but I'm going to just say this right here. Manny, come to help you. Oh, <laughs> I think that being here is a totally different than watching it online. Like they said, you can, I could go to the bathroom, run and do this, do that or whatever, but I'm not, I don't have to be attentive to the word. And I think too, that it goes against another scripture in the Bible when he says, don't forget the assembly of the saints. Right. You're not assembling with the saints at home but when we all come together and we on one accord and we on fellowship with one another or whatever the whole atmosphere is different amen, amen. look how you bringing your husband on up here with you yeah i had i had one more thing to add um <laughs> and but i'm gonna add to what she just said too now because i want you to look julia look at the time um just like he said, you should lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You can't lay hands over the TV. Come you know, it's a, it's some things you need a touch, you know, like even God's presence. You know, you need you need these things. You can't get at home. But I was thinking of uh, just in uh, just how people say, well, I can get it right there at home. I can watch it on TV. But you think about with apostle, if if somebody wanted to get married or a funeral and the apostle say, well, I'm going to just do it live from my home. You know, would, would, that, be, would that be acceptable? She, she's sitting at home on the camera doing your wedding or doing a funeral. Would you accept that? You they know, curse me out, man. Yeah. They'll call you know? me everything except God's child. That's right. So what's the difference from that and them That's saying, good. well, That's good. Thank you, I don't man. have to be here. Thank you. We need to try that. For the ones that's listening at home, if you don't get raptured up, we will do live funerals. From my home and live weddings from my home. Manny gave me an idea. Hallelujah. Jay. Come on, Jay. We got to hear you. That's right. Uh, one thing I was just thinking about, uh, you know, um, when we talk about church membership, you know, first we're part of the body of Christ. And, you know, some churches don't kind of, you know, say it like that. They'll simply say, if you want to be a part of the church, you know, you got to do things the traditional way. And you can't be part of this church unless you pay your tithes. It's like they're more focused on how they do things in the building. And it's not always like first things first, which is being a part of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 
All right, y'all. Are we good? Because I'm going to let the gentleman. When Julia was talking about, there is a difference in being here. The atmosphere is totally different. The other thing is, if you're at home all the time, if I'm sitting at home and watching it and I've got to say I'm just down and I want to touch and agree with uh, somebody that I know is on the same, why should I? She might be busy or tied up. I know Eunice is here, Tisha's here, Erica's here. I know who's here. I know who comes. I know who I can depend on. This is our place of refuge. This is a place where we get healing and we get taught. And I know that because I fellowship with y'all on a regular basis, I know who I can reach out to. Amen. You got him wound up, Julia. Come on, man. I, I just thought about that when she was saying because I had a I had a conversation with somebody that's real dear to me and I began to give them the truth and uh, they quickly got off of the phone with me and then uh, they blocked me they blocked me you know what I'm saying they blocked me I could they blocked my texts and everything so. I'm saying this to say, if you at home and you hear something that you don't want to hear, you can shut it. You can shut it off. Right. You can't shut the mouth of the preacher off when you're sitting right. in there. But I just thought of that when when she was sitting here talking. All right, Deacon. Mm-hmm. Amen. 